my, you know, I was just a server. And, you know, it's like, it's like a pretty, you're basically a indentured, like, <laughs> servant to, oh, like, for sure. these people. For sure, yo, I worked yeah. at High Point Korean Barbecue. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, man. Oh, yep. dude, the, barbe- <laughs> the K-Barbecue place are the worst. Three, two, one, and we are live. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show where guests from all over the world come to share their story. My name is Jack, and today on the set, all the way coming from California, we have Joseph Lin. Thank you so sure. much for coming. I remember. Yes, um, no problem. Yeah. No problem. How are you today? I, I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing amazing, man. I remember Good. at a whenever we were at those praise nights you always were so positive you had this positive energy around you that i just love absolutely loved all right uh so tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so i'm from north carolina charlotte north carolina born and raised there actually um and i went to school i just graduated college actually um so i graduated a psych major and education minor at uh, unc uh chapel hill and then after that um i moved out to california so now i'm in anaheim california i'm a youth pastor over here in a church and it's called the light church and then i'm also working as a behavior therapist right now with kids uh who have autism yeah so that's kind of where i am right now that is so awesome uh, to see that someone is really driven by purpose rather than just the bread, right? So many people mm. are just chasing after that bread. So t- tell me what kind of inspired you to go into one, the psych major and to mm. start uh, mm. as a youth pastor. Yeah, I think as, at least for me, like growing up, uh, I'll just throw this out there. Like I grew up in a um, just like atheist family I wasn't I wasn't religious by any means as a kid I was like when growing up I didn't yeah I didn't care at all about who God was you know about all these things but I was a pretty bad kid Um, you know I did a lot of things but there came to a point in my life where I was at my like lowest point where I really could not get any lower and one of my friends brought me to some like a random like Korean church retreat. And then there I just met God and he just poured his love into me. And after that, I was like, this is something that I really want to live for. And so from there, I kept pursuing it. And then even up to like college, um, I realized in my life, there's nothing I was more passionate about than doing ministry and to love uh, God's people in this world. And that's when I found out, it was probably about my sophomore year, I would say in college, that I really felt God calling me into the ministry. And so from then I was like, okay, now, even the psych major, I'll tell you, I'm not that interested in psychology. I was just trying to get a degree. I was just gotcha, trying to get gotcha. a degree and then get out. But I realized, you know, psych actually helped a lot when you have to learn about how to communicate with people, right, for sure, things for sure. like that as well. Yeah. So I was just trying to finish my degree, but even while I was in college, I was doing ministry. So I was driving from Chapel Hill to Greensboro every weekend. So it'd be an hour That's drive. Crazy. I'd stay. Yeah. I drive on Fridays and I'd stay with my pastor till Sunday. So like my, like the entire time I was in college, I probably only stayed like three or four weekends actually really? in college yeah so every other weekend i was doing ministry at church 
And so psych, the psych major was like a, a blessing from God because it was really easy. So I could focus <laughs> all my attention on ministry and I didn't have to worry too much about school. Yeah, so that's kind of why. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I started actually as a comp sci major. It's funny because my my like my freshman year in college, I was going through a breakup actually, um, uh, and I think that was actually kind of close to the time where me and you met, maybe. Oh really? But yeah, maybe a little earlier. But I remember like I was going through such a tough time, and like my first major was comp sci, and my like that first semester I failed like a class. I got like a D in a class. I started my GPA at like a two. It was so bad. Oh my but the gosh. only class yeah. that I actually got an A in was in comp sci. And so I was like, <sighs> oh shoot, I'm like not bad at comp sci. But then <laughs> I worked in um, the planetarium at the campus. And I just remember um, sitting there in front of the computer for like eight hours a day. And I was like, and I was thinking to myself, Joe, this will be the rest of your future if you want to go into it. And I was like, I don't think I can do it's this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm more of a people's person. I really love Definitely. people. So whatever, even in this job that I just started, I really felt like more than, yeah, you said more than getting the bread or, um, you know, pursuing like a full on like career career. I realized that it really is the people that matter. And so, yeah, that's where my heart is for the people. Definitely. So you, you were talking about how you were surrounding yourself with these people. You mm. had someone else bring you out of that hole. So how have you used what you learned? Wait, no, let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> uh, was there anyone in particular that you surrounded yourself with and like, how did that impact? You? Mm, yeah. It, yeah. That's a great question because um, for me, it was my mentor. Um, her name is past. Her name is heaven. I actually live with her here too. So she's the same. Oh. She's actually the same pastor that I was doing ministry with in Greensboro. And nice. so she actually eventually moved out here. The reason I came is because she asked me if I wanted to come do ministry. So then after I came in the summer, kind of tasted and see what was going on. I really felt God call me and say, Hey, this is where you need to be. But I will say like surrounding yourself with the right people is so crucial um, to your own my health, your own, you know, spiritual walk too. Because even in the Bible, it talks about discipleship. It talks about Jesus calling us to make disciples of the nations, but that's something that we ignore a lot. And I realized that when I was serving under her and she was really pouring into me and teaching me, I grew so fast, like in my walk with God and the things like, awesome. that I was able to learn. Uh, I grew so much faster than all of all the other years combined like that wow. i was in church seriously like that one year of serving with her uh, like things were going fast so i was like oh my gosh it's so crucial who you surround yourself with because if you're like with like-minded people who really are encouraging you and really walk by faith and not by sight like then you will really see like real fruit like come out um, of your life. And so that's why I love helping people. I love encouraging people. And the reason like my pastor poured into me, uh, my mentor poured into me. So that's why right now I'm trying my best to pour into the other people around me and in my community as well. Definitely awesome. It's all, it's all about passing it down. Yeah. Right? Just sharing the love. You yeah. shouldn't be keeping that to yourself. So mm. you were talking about you're, you're, you were in this lowest moment. So tell me yeah. what was like going on in your head? What, what, mm. what were you thinking in that moment? Yeah. Where you so, were just at that lowest point. Mm, mm. I would tell you 
that so it was around like I think 2013 I was like an eighth grader at that time so about your age when I met you um but it was when I so as a kid growing up um I had good parents like they they really did care about me but so my parents owned a restaurant business though so like those hours are like really crazy so my my dad and my mom they worked every day from like 10 to 10 so 12 hours every single day no Ooh. days off and so it was really yeah i as a kid i was raised by my grandma but then as, as we got older she went back um to her home in in taiwan but being raised like that you don't see your parents around and so you don't you know i knew they loved me but it wasn't like shown it so wasn't I was there. like yeah yeah so i was like man i kind of want like i was looking for love that's my entire like childhood i was just looking for love from everything that I could try. So I tried everything in sixth grade. I started smoking weed. I started like smoking cigarettes. Like I was trying to fit in with the cool kids. I was trying to be like them. I was trying to find the love in my friends and even in girls, you know, I started like sleeping around too when I was like 12 years old, like that, that was just like me Right. trying to find where I fit in into the world. Got you. Yeah. yeah. And then it came to a point in eighth grade, I got caught shoplifting. Um, yeah, it was scary. I was, I was in the mall, was in Belk. They don't have a Belk yeah. in the, in, on the West coast. So no one knows whenever I share my testament, <laughs> hey, what's a Belk? I'm like, it's belk. a Macy's. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. you. Yeah. But then, basically, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically a, a department store, but I basically, they the security i was trying to leave and it's okay it was a it was such a stupid thing I, I was trying to steal some like vineyard vine boxers i i used to want to be like yeah i know right <laughs> i was like out of everything it's like why vineyard vine boxers because back then right. it was like all that abercrombie Hollister, oh, you know yeah, yeah you remember yeah you remember I, I, I get that yeah yeah so i was trying to fit in i wanted to be cool but it's like vineyard vines is kind of expensive so you know i was like shoot i can't really afford it but anyways yeah i was like so i i I went and got i put it in like a bag that i had as i was walking out the securities security guards came up to me and i was like oh i'm so screwed and they're like hey we need you to come with me and i was like oh it's over and so we went like down to a basement and then they sat me down and i was like i was underage at this time so they 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 told me that like as long as i don't commit another like crime that like by the time i'm 18 that I, it would, nothing would go on my record. So I was like, oh, thank God. But they had to call like my mom. Sure, and I yeah. was like, oh, that, that's the worst my. part. That is yeah. the worst part. Because so, like she didn't know anything like that was going on at that time. Right. She knew nothing that was going on in my life. Um, but one thing I remember is just like, uh, so she came and got me. I was with a friend too. Like me and him, we, we were like best friends at that time, but he was not a that great of an influence on me but i remember and i wasn't on him either it was equal so it's like i'm not blaming him or anything like that but i just remember on the way when we were driving home my mom just started like crying in the car and man like when my mom cries it really breaks my heart it it hits it really does yeah like when you're when your parents you know like feel sad you feel sad too because you like Mm -hmm. care about them right and i just remember my mom was crying in the car ride and she just asked me she's like joe like what did I do like wrong? Like she was blaming herself. She's like, what did I do wrong? Like to raise you. And that question really like struck at the center of my being. I was like thinking that, that question made me think, it made me think so much. I was like, 
because I was thinking about my whole life. I was thinking about all the, but the thing that I thought about the most was the sacrifice like my parents made for me when they came to the country, like to America, because my mom is from Taiwan and my dad's from China and they're first generation. So they're the first ones from their families to come. And there's a big sacrifice when it comes to that. I didn't realize at the time, but like a short story, like side story, my dad, when he came to America, he actually came on a boat um, that took six months from China to get to America. And then when he actually got to America, he went straight to jail for coming illegally. So then he was in jail for like, yeah, he was in jail for like three months. And then after he got out, because it wasn't as strict back then, the illegal like immigration stuff. But after he got out, he was in New York and he was homeless for like two weeks. Yeah. Hmm. And then from there, he started working in the restaurant and he's been working now for over 30 years in the restaurant business. And so like, you see back then, I, I didn't think about that. I didn't know those things, but I did know that my parents like really did care and provide for me. So that's when I knew in my life, I was like, that was the lowest I felt. Right. Because I was Something, like, man. Something's got to change. Yeah. There's, there's that moment I, of realization. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because I was like, man, my parents, I was like, I hurt so many people around me. I was such a bully back then, too, because mm. everything was about me. Yeah. You can ask my sister. She she had the brute, <laughs> like the brunt. She took the brunt of my like, oh, oh I feel. So, yeah. So but me and her, we love it. Uh, we have such a great relationship now. But yeah, it was in that moment where I was like, I need to change. And I didn't know how, though. That's the thing. I, I didn't know what to do. Um, but I'm telling you, it was God's perfect timing because that's when he he had my friend ask me. Like, hey, you want to come to this retreat with me? And I was just like, sure. I just wanted to go hang out with him, you know. I was just right, like, right. just gonna hang out with him. I don't know, meet some like cute girls at like the retreat. Like this, yep. those are just like my my honest thoughts during that time. But when I went there, it was December twenty second, two thousand fourteen. That's the day I got saved. That's the day that God spoke to me and told me that He loved me, even though I was such like a wreck inside right. I was so broken it was through the song amazing grace you saved awesome. a wretch like me that right, i came yeah. i came to god yeah so that's that's kind of like where my like how i came to god through my lowest and honestly if you think about it, i think it's a lot of times when you really do hit that lowest point uh i mean where how much lower can you go except up <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah. definitely and it's it's moments like those, kind of like how you're saying you met God through praise. When mm. praise really starts to hit you, like mm. you hear you hear it more, you, you understand the lyrics more because yeah. you're living that. Mm. Right. Mm. So so that's you're saying that's kind of where your mindset changes. It's like, hey, something's gotta change. Yeah, I I, I have this new life in mm. God. So obviously that there was that mindset shift, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and and I think like you say too, because I talk I talk to my youth kids like this, like unless you actually like live it out and you're you can relate to those scenarios, they'll never hit you like as right. real as it. Like you can read stories in the Bible and just read them, and they can just kind of like you know go right, through just, your mind in in one ear out the other. Exactly. But man, when you're in that same scenario, oh man, it like it'll speak life to you. And that's when like God really speaks to you. Definitely. So you had that mindset shift. 
but everyone knows that the, there is that process of getting out of that pit. You have that inspiration, yeah. you have that fire that comes. So tell me about those first steps of coming out of that pit. Mm. What, what were your first steps to that mountain to, to just happiness and love and wanting to share that love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, probably the first step was like after I really encountered like God, I really encountered his love for me. I was like, I got to go back. Like, I got to keep going. Like, that's where I really came alive, where I felt like my heart became alive. And I was just thinking, like, I got to keep going back. I got to keep going back. And that's that kind of going back is going to church, you know, because I'm like, where else am I going to, like, learn about, like, who God is? And so a lot of that, like, first step is just about um, really being devoted really just devoting your life um you know even your time like sundays i don't even remember what i used to do on sundays i probably just laid in bed like you know all day chill sleep right yeah exactly um but yeah it would be going to church every sunday asking people for rides to church every sunday um just being there and trying to understand what happened like what happened to me you know like who is this god who who spoke to me at this random korean and i'm like a chinese kid dude like in the middle of like all these koreans i'm like why am i here (laughs) yeah yeah i felt so weird all the all the parents kept trying to talk to me in korean i was like yo i don't speak korean yeah i think it's really starting um to be there but then even afterwards what i learned later is not just like going to church is enough but actually knowing for yourself like who jesus is through the word of god it's like learning you know about like if you really care about something if you really got moved by something and something has a dramatic like um hold or dramatic effect on your life then if it is that important you would make every effort to understand everything about it and so for me i'm thinking if god really is this love that i'm pursuing then i need to know him and so that's when you have to start really like taking, like you have to start making a move and like reading the word or doing the thing that you're supposed to do in order to know, you know, who this God is or, and so it's doing that. And then even obeying the command that it says in the word, things like that, I think is how you really get started spending more time near that. Like, and then, like you said, like the people who are around you too, I think my church community was such a big, um, played such a big role on me um when i was just starting out yeah as like a new christian because you don't know the christian lingo you know people are talking about yeah i was like oh yo what are you talking about they're like talking about like sin they're talking about like you know all these church words that i i didn't even know back then i was like I was like, you're speaking a whole nother I was like are you speaking Korean to me or something? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Got you, got you. So yeah definitely I completely agree that there's there has to be consistency and perseverance to seek the knowledge even if it isn't in a christian scenario Mm. you have to seek how the how you have to ask asking those questions Mm. and it's it's amazing it's an amazing blessing to have people that you can ask yeah i I think i think that was a uh, great oh i've had the privilege of having people surrounding me that I can just talk to. And so if you could just turn back time to that point, Mm. 
where you were, were just stepping out of that grave and, and you could talk to yourself, what would you tell yourself, if anything? Oh, man. Oh, dude, that's, that's such a good question. You know, I will say, um, this is like more, I guess, just personally me. I think when I look back, I feel like even after, yeah, I got saved, right? I became a Christian. I, I didn't change much. I realized my first like three, four years as a Christian, I did this very same things, really. The only thing that changed was like, I guess I go to church on Sundays and I mm-hmm. met God like this one time. And if I were to go back, I, I and I know why it's because I was young. So like all I cared about were like, it, it, I'm telling you that the same things I care about was just friends. Like back then they were, they were my God. Like I went to church, not for God. I went to church for my friends. Um, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I tell a lot of people like my testimony, when I first started going to church, I was there for my friends, there for the Korean food. I was there for the, <laughs> I was there for the Korean yeah, girls. The food. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I was yeah. like that. That's why I was there. But if I were to go back to tell myself something, I would say um, to actually don't look too much at the people, but focus on your own relationship with God. Because right. I think I was, um, for me, I was trying to live off of other people's relationship with God. So like Definitely. my pastor, yeah. yeah, my pastor, she was a great pastor. She preached the word of God. And it was like, it was crazy. It was so good. And so I was like, okay, like my pastor is great. I'm going to continue to like live off of her, live Definitely. off of her. Definitely. It's so easy to idolize people yep. that, yeah. that, that you just see. Mm-mm. Yeah. But then I realized like after, after all those years, I was like, God, God never became mine. It never became mine. You know, like God never became my personal God. Right. He was just this kind of big omnipresent God that everyone, some, some people had a special, special connection with. Some people didn't have as special connection with, and I can just live off of those people. So I would go back and tell myself, like, hey, spend more time just seeking God on your own. Don't look too much on the people around you. Yeah, because I think for me, when I really like started like walking seriously with God was mm-hmm. probably like during a mission trip to Mexico. Oh, I went to Mexico. Awesome. Yeah. I went to Mexico mission and I think it was 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2018 or 2017. I don't remember, but I just remember that mission trip. I experienced God like personally for the first time. Like he wasn't this like big omnipresent God anymore, but he like spoke to me. Like he was close. I felt like there was like a, <laughs> I felt like it was weird because when I was there, I felt like there was this little white cloud above my head. Like I only I could see it. I don't know. Right, if I was yeah. just like hallucinating or something, but I just felt like he was like right next to my head every that's single awesome. day. So I was like, wow. Like, and that's when I was like, okay, I think it's time to start living more than just following the flow of life. Or even following like the cultural norms or the even the the cultural norms in the church i was like this is even though this is what everyone else is doing why does it make it right you know it's kind of if you think about it like going against the grain of the world walking opposite of the world i mean jesus himself says that the world will hate you because it first hated me yeah, yeah, so it's like he, I'm just a like, lot of people hated him. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh man, like 
dang i'm like it, it even says like that we are to embrace suffering like when it comes to being right. christian but That's there's right. just like sometimes there's just since everyone's doing it you think oh i should do it too right but then, yeah you know it turns out that this is not the right way because even in yeah. matthew um it talks about the narrow road that the narrow road not many people will find it but it will lead to life but there's this wide road that many go on and it leads to destruction and I was thinking about my life before I met Jesus was full of destruction, but it was Definitely. that one road that everyone was kind of walking. So, right. yeah. That, that's awesome to go against the grain to kind of rise up when, and, and it's really hard. We were talking about having people that is are surrounding you, but when you go against that grain, you, you might start to lose some people. Yeah. And that's when the perseverance really starts to come mm. into play to really seek that knowledge. And I'm so glad that you were able to overcome that. And so you were talking about going against the grain. What's some, mm. what's something people seem to misunderstand about you and your situation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. Yeah. You got some good questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you. But I think like, because, um, you know, when you go against the grain, sometimes people who are like in that, like kind of in that flow of things, they get kind of uncomfortable because like something's like out of place or someone is right. not following. But the thing is, it's like, man, for me, it's like as much as I can, I want to get as many people's attention to like see the truth of things. Definitely. Yeah. Like, because for me, I believe the Bible is the very word of God, the very truth that can lead us. Um, to salvation but also to a life filled with joy and so if i really do believe in this truth and i am unashamed of the gospel then i don't care what other people think of course i'll tell you it's not that i'm like ignorant about their feelings i love right, i love right. people i really do love people i hope hopefully like people can tell you that when they, Defin- when they yeah, like talk definitely. about me hey, but, i know it i know it. yeah okay good <laughs> i'm glad it, yeah but it's sure. like but it's like if if i if like i guess how do i say this um i say it like this if a if a 18 wheeler car if an 18 wheeler truck is coming at you at 80 miles per hour and you were you were looking a different way and you couldn't hear it you couldn't see it but it was about to hit you then i would try to grab you out of the way as fast right, as i yeah. can right it's For a sure, normal yeah. but the thing is i'm not gonna be thinking oh I wonder what he thinks about me. I wonder if Jack, Jack, like thinks I'm going to like, if thinks I'm going to be like a bad person or, or like, does he think I'm going to be like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I have no time to feel insecure about myself. If you're going to be heading like in the way of a two, I'm going to grab you as fast as I can and get you right. out. Right. I think that's the same urgency that I feel towards people who don't know Jesus or don't know the love of Christ, because uh, it's very clear in the word it's heaven or hell. There's no in between. And that is even the, what I said there, people are going to, I don't, I don't know. People might be like, hey, like, you know, criticize me and stuff like that. But a lot of this world is, it's either yes or no. I think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's you will, or you will not, there's not too much in between. So for me going against the grain, um, a lot of opposition really is just from people of like the world. They'll, you know, call you a hypocrite they'll like um you know talk behind your back but it's up to you to really 
live that life out um, for at least for me thinking I have to live that life out for God because one day they God like touches them and they remember me they can see like wow that is someone who lived a true life for God definitely yeah because I'll tell you I like I I know friends even back home um, that talk behind my back or mm-hmm. think that I've yeah. gone crazy or something like right. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even Christian friends, like from my church that I grew up with, they say like, Oh, Joe's like different now. He's changed. Like he's become like a, he's like a hypocrite. And I was just thinking like, mm-hmm. Oh man, like I really do love like these friends of mine. And uh, I know it, they don't, they don't say that out of like, to try to like, you know, really condemn me or anything. But I know that I, I have to continue living this life and realizing that because it says in the Bible that I will face persecution, I'm not surprised that these things are happening to me, you know? Yeah. So for sure that I love how you put it, that sense of urgency, right? Mm. We do not have time to be focusing Mm. on these other people or these other things. Cause I remember some, you'll hear this Mm. basically all your life. People will ask you, are you afraid of death? Yeah. I, I'm not afraid of death. I'm mm. afraid. I'm afraid of dying and not making an impact. That sense of urgency, mm. knowing mm. that I'll die and that I will die gives me that meaning of life. How many yeah. people can I reach out to? How many people I can touch? Mm. Right. And, and I love that you included that because a lot of people need to hear this. Yeah. So many people are focused on, oh, what's the next trend? Who's the yep. next person I do to impress? Yeah. It, it's just, it's going to be unfulfilling. Mm. It is yeah. going to be unfulfilling. Yeah. So that's good. Right. I, I, it makes me think, um, I, I, I just think about this a lot. It's like a lot of people, they have something worth living for, whether it's like that next job, that next career. Um, I don't know, that next step in life. But not many people have something worth dying for. Right. Yeah. What would you like die for? Like that's a big because everyone's scared of death. I'll tell Definitely. you that. Everyone's scared of it. And so something worth dying for is a much deeper, like it has much more value in it. Right. Yeah. That, and so how have you used what you've learned? Because mm. obviously you've grown a lot. You have been through a lot. You, you have grown so much. Mm. How do you use what you have learned in just your day-to-day life, your, mm. your day-to-day life? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good question, too. Um, it really is like living out. Because for me, after I became Christian, it was no longer I couldn't live like two lives anymore. In the Bible, it talks about we cannot serve two masters. You will either love one, despise the other, or you'll be devoted to one and hate hate the other and so i realized like i mean in the beginning i was kind of living double life because i was still like a young christian i was kind of hypocritical so i wasn't perfect i'm still not perfect now but i just know that for me in order to really walk out like the life that god has for me and the will that he has for me i have to every day incorporate my spiritual life like my thoughts about god my christian life in the way that i live so what how what it was kind of like a mental shift it's like my it's no longer my own like my own thoughts my own decisions that become the norm but it actually has to be like the decisions that revolve around jesus what jesus would want me to do that became the norm 
of my life. So it was like that kind of mental shift. And so every day it's weird. Like I, people, I don't know if people understand this, but I'll, every day that I wake up, you know, I read the word, I pray and I just try to listen to God's voice, but not just in the morning or not just when I'm like doing devotional, but like, even when I go out, like, even when I go to my job, like, I'm like, man, every step, step, exactly. It's just like, is there something that you want me to do for this person? Or is there a word or is there something I can do to show this person your love for them? I think when I was here, I was in Cali last summer. Um, So I just graduated in December, but so I was in during my summer break, I went to California to like check out everything, but I also worked part-time here at like a burger place. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, even when I was at like the burger place and I was like doing my, you know, I was just a server. You know, it's like it's like a pretty you're basically a indentured like servant to oh, like for sure. these people. For sure, yo, I worked yeah. at High Point Korean Barbecue. Oh really? Yep. Oh man. Oh yep. dude, the, barbecue, <laughs> the K barbecue place are, are the worst. I think yep. you you get yeah, that's the hardest place. But <laughs> it's like during those times when you're like waiting on the customers and you're thinking, like this is a very soul that Jesus came and died for. How should right. I be treating them? And yeah. not only that, but it's like when they treat you unfairly, how should I take that? You know, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, man, every second, every moment, how can I love this person as if they were Jesus and I was like serving them? I think that's Absolutely. the kind of mindset I've adopted. And then even when it comes to like learning a lot of different things from like my mentor or through ministry, you see a lot of things like repeat. Like I'll tell you, like in in our days today, like depression is one of the biggest things that I'll see, like in the youth. You know, Definitely. depression yeah. because there's so much comparing and stuff with social media and stuff like that. Right. And so you kind of see kind of very similar patterns of things that are going on in people's lives, and you take what you remember. And I mean, for me, like because I was saved and like. Um, in my youth like in my eighth grade like I remember what it was like so I take those like thoughts my memories and I use that for my ministry instead and uh, someone told me that your greatest hurt will become like your greatest ministry so like for me it's like that kind of loneliness the brokenness the drug addictions you know things like that that I can use that and minister to the very same people who are going Mm. through those things right A, a lot of people talk but you understand mm. there, there's a lot. It's hard to find people who really understand that. And yeah. that, that, that is an amazing tool to help connect mm. with other people. And I love how you uh, talked about the depression rates. Um, I, mm. I, I did a study because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge nerd. And uh, <laughs> I, I was just curious. I was just curious. I, I compared the statistics of uh china's depression rates mm. to remember remember there was a revolution in china there was a christian uh, revolution uh, uh, uh. tell me why the depression rates dropped when that oh. elevated when they they found purpose yeah they found purpose and mm. and that is that's just yeah something something that you should really we all should really take in mm. Mm. right yeah that that's true and, and i think another thing you're talking about um how like I was able to really understand I think part of like if you really want to understand people you have to like go and put yourself in their shoes I think a lot of people like even in the I'll tell you even like in uh, in the church they will talk the talk but they will not walk the walk 
Oh, definitely. Like, will you really go and do everything the word says right. for you to Genuinely. do? <laughs> yeah, that's even for me, that's hard because it's it's like it's not your natural tendency. Your natural tendency is just to like, I just want to go home. I just right. wanna <laughs> lay on my bed, just wanna, like look at Instagram reels all day. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, it's like the real man, addiction. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, will you really go out? Because I, I realized one thing, it's about like like even um these stories like the your podcast is focused on these stories in other words it's the testimonies and in the in the in revelation 12 it, it talks about overcoming the enemy with the blood of the lamb and also the words of your testimonies but the only way you get testimonies or stories is if you go and like live it out right yeah yeah okay and i i love how you talked about living it out that's that's something that we all struggle with and i just want to say none of us are perfect but we just gotta try we just have to try Mm. all right well it it was amazing having you on set you shared some amazing things and taught through this podcast i hope that you can reach so many people yeah uh, thank you so much for coming out on the set it's been amazing talking to you Uh, Mm love you man yeah thank you so much man i was such an honor and so good talking to you again <laughs> definitely definitely but yes i will be praying for your podcast and for whoever um, is able to hear this just i guess last message is just jesus loves you it's very definitely. simple yeah so yeah be blessed my friends amen amen <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening stay tuned for more and i'll see you next time